Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. And this isn't just addressed to Cubs fans. <laughs> 108 years of weeping, and now you at least at last get your blessing of laughter. But with that World Series championship, suddenly you're on the woe end of Jesus' saying. Notice how quickly that flips. <laughs> I just... But I have been surprised by how many people in my circles and even in the media have been prompted by the Cubs' long-time coming win to publicly memorialize a beloved, a loved one who passed on, who never saw the Cubs win. <laughs> and there's been some really touching things. Uh, and some, I don't know, my cousins, for example, posted on Facebook a photo of their other grandparents' gravestone covered with Cubs paraphernalia. <laughs> but wrote this lovely memorial to their grandparents who were long-suffering Cubs fans and have passed on. I wonder if it's not just the 108-year drought that brought all of this on, but also the time of year. I feel these words of Jesus about the weeping and the mourning and the laughter. I feel these more acutely in the season each year. They comfort me and pierce me in turn. I love Halloween and All Saints Day and the autumn in which they reside. Love this time of year. It's a reflective and an introspective time of year for me. Jan Richardson writes, for me these days hold an invitation to pay close attention to what's unfolding in my life, to remember and imagine and to discern what door might be opening for me. And I resonate with this sense of introspection and reflection that comes around this time of year. I also, in this season, typically pull out one of my Grandma Raymer's old scarves and wrap it around me. Thanks to the potluck idea for today, I also made Grandma Raymer's Dutch apple pie yesterday. And this morning, even as I was driving here to church, I just found myself, probably because I'm wrapped in grandma's scarf and was bearing grandma's pies, just thinking about her legacy in my life. And what are the pieces of her witness and her life and her testimony and her values that I want to wholeheartedly embrace in my own life? And what are the pieces of that legacy that I want to respectfully decline? Before the reflection and introspection that often comes to me this, in this season, this time of year, I often find myself conducting a frantic mental survey. Who in my life died in the last year? Who have I lost? Is there anyone that was really close to me, or is it people that I'm more distantly connected to? And the frantic energy that I usually feel around this time and thinking, oh, All Saints Day is coming, we're lighting candles. Mental survey, who lost? Who did I lose? I think that frantic energy is because, precisely because I sense the woe that is beneath and behind the laughter. 
I sense the woe that is there. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. If this year was relatively free of death and loss for me personally, then I have this sense that next year will, is less likely to be. In this mortal life, there's always a long line of other shoes that are waiting to drop, and escaping tragedy this year only heightens in me a sense that tragedy is sure to come next year or the next. Like Khalil Gibran writes in my favorite chapter from The Prophet, some of you say joy is greater than sorrow, and others say nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you they are inseparable. Together they come. And when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Or as Jesus put it, blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh, and woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. And I feel this intimately at this time of year. I'm grateful for the gift of the season, for this time of leaning into my and our mortality, surrounded as we are by a culture that seems intent on denying it at all costs. I'm grateful for the gift of a designated time and space like this All Saints Worship for naming more explicitly the sorrow asleep in my bed while I dine with joy. For acknowledging the intimacy that weeping and laughing share with one another. Now, in a sense, when All Saints Day is approaching and I find myself engaged in that sort of frantic mental survey that I described to you, I already have my answer. Because there are some years when I don't have to do the survey. There's absolutely nothing frantic about it. There are some years where the previous year's loss is so profound and so present with me that I don't need that survey. I know my loss. There's some years when I'm dining with my sorrow while joy is fast asleep in my bed. Even so, even while I have known incredible loss and sorrow in my life, I've never yet lost a partner, a parent, a sibling, a best friend, or God forbid, a child. And some of you have known that loss. Some of you know that loss profoundly and powerfully this very year. So today we create space to hold this sorrow together, to name aloud or in our hearts, to light a candle illuminating our path through the valley of the shadows of death, to invoke some of the saints that we carry with us particularly today. To call on God, our good shepherd, to comfort us and accompany us and lead us into joy again. As we prepare for this time of naming and illuminating and remembering, I invite you to open your Sing the Story songbooks. It's the purple songbooks to number 100. Oh, blessed spring. Number 100 in purple, sing the story. And you can just keep that open on your chair or on your lap or on the floor below you. That's, that's the song that we will sing together as we bring closure to our ritual of lighting candles. I do invite you, you have the opportunity this year to honor the lives of those who have died 
In the last year, family members, dear friends, loved ones, significant persons who have impacted you in some way, those who are known or even unknown to us by name, those who died on the streets or in the executioner's chamber of our penal system or at the hand of our military or militias in some other bereaved corner of our world, each of them saints, not because they were blameless in thought, word, or deed, but because each was and is as beloved by God as these precious little saints that we dedicated today. If you'd like to honor someone or some group in particular, I do invite you to come forward. We have candles that you can light from the central candle and place in the sand. If you'd like, I invite you to name the person or the group aloud. If you prefer, you may just light the candle in silence. And you may also say a brief word if you are so moved about that person's gift to you. Let us name the great cloud of saints that surrounds us this very day.